When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Goats have home lives too. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. These aren't the droids we're looking for. Cowboys Jets to open the season, Sunday Night Football? Um, how about the Jets' first game is against the defending NFC champs? The Rich Eisen Show with guest host Kirk Morrison. Earlier on the show, Yahoo Sports senior NFL writer Charles Robinson. Coming up, NBC Sports Boston Celtics analyst Brian Scalabrini. Senior NBA writer for The Athletic, Joe Varden. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Kirk Morrison. Uh, may the fourth be with you. Hour number two here on the Rich Eisen Show. A much smoother hour number two. We had a little rocky start, but guess what? We, uh, we, Man, we, we, yeah, we, we, we made it. We, made we were it. taking off with yeah. no I, radar. You know who wasn't worried, Kirk? I wasn't worried. Yeah, I, no. knew, I knew it was going to happen. Del Tufo was on it. You know, the universe <laughs> Brock, loves us. Brockman was on it. Brockman right. has the or, biggest job of all the things. Yep. He has to turn on the power yeah, behind his rack <laughs> and reach and get in there and <laughs> fix the system. And he, he's a master at it. He's a master. If at I it. didn't have Brogman next to me, it would be, I'd be so easy to do this. Unplug, I can't reach. Unplug, I can't reach. It. <laughs> it's tough, but he knows where to get. Mike's acting like he's MacGyver. We were like blue or red wire. You got to cut one. <laughs> you pull one and you plug it in. Is it the blue or the red one? You know what, man? I'm so glad that we got everything yeah, all fixed up because I was there was no way I was going to call my guy and say. I can't have you on the show today. We don't have a show, but you know what? We got everything worked out, so I'm excited to bring in my guy. Uh, Mr. Brian Scalabrini, Celtics analyst for NBC Sports Boston. I can't wait to catch up with Mr. Scals because I know it's been a hard, tough week for the people in the Boston area, especially what happened to the Bruins this past week. And then all of a sudden, the Celtics lose in game one to the 76ers, but they win in game two. And Scal, break it down for me. Has pe- have people calmed down now in the Boston, New England area? A little bit. And by the way, good. Uh, by, when we started out, we were on the come up together over at Fox, and now you're doing your thing, I'm doing my thing, so it's good to catch up again. But um, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I think we're all, in, so like, I'm an analyst for the Celtics. I'm supposed to know, and I don't really understand the roller coaster ride that this team goes on. But I will tell you this I'll take that roller coaster ride if I have upper echelon talent. Roller coaster rides are not fun when you're not good. And I've been a, like I've been a part of teams that were really good and we loved them, but they just didn't have that talent to get you, get you, you know, that championship level. And with the championship level comes expectations, and they think that you should be perfect every night. And you know, sometimes I don't know how it works in football, but sometimes when the star player is out and you're preparing for the star player, and that happens, like 
you know, like it can downshift you just a little bit. No doubt Philadelphia was more prepared in game one, but I like the adjustments that the uh, Celtics made in game two. And most of it was just picking up their ball pressure, getting more deflections, you know, playing that game. Because when you're more talented and you can impose your physical will on somebody, you got to make sure you're doing that. They didn't do it in game one. They did it in game two. But it's going to be a beast. Game three with Embiid hoisting that MVP trophy. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's been a game in Philadelphia for about 10 days, so the fans are going to be ready. It's Boston. It's it's uh, Philly. You know, like these are big-time rivals. So it should be – Friday night should be unbelievable. What do, you, what do you think for the most part changed from game one to game two in terms of not understanding how the, the, the 76ers were going to play without Embiid. I thought you, you mentioned it. in the NFL, you say, that, you know, the team is without their quarterback. Oh, yeah, we got them. And you kind of have this false sense of security that we're just going to be better. The next thing you know, you're in a fourth quarter and you realize, oh, we're in a dogfight. What changed? Was it just the overall game plan or just this team just felt that they had to take care of business, especially being at home? Yeah, I, you know what? A lot of times in the NBA, so you spend – and here's the difference. Like in the regular season, you'll spend 10 minutes, go through some film. You know, maybe you'll get like an individual clip of how you did against that team or a guy you have to cover. And you go through that. But for the most part, you're kind of focused on yourself. Well, playoffs come around, you get these giant books and you study and study and study and study. And sometimes like, there's no doubt that that's a part of it, right? There's, there's no doubt that you have to know, is James Harden going right? What's he going to do when he goes left? What's he going to do? But sometimes you got to throw that out. Like, you have to be able to play hard, get into the body, kind of lose yourself in the competition of the game, as well as in the back of your mind, like, understand, like, game plan discipline and understand tendencies and stuff like that. I felt like they were so far on one end of that spectrum in game one where they were thinking, okay, well, James Harden, this is what he does. We haven't seen that this year, but this is what he did five years ago. Sometimes you just got to go out there and just ball out. You know, sometimes you just got to go out there – and just play and be tough and have a game plan in the back of your mind. But, you know, get deflection. Pressure the ball. Make your pickup points 94 <laughs> feet as opposed to picking guys up at the three-point line. So sometimes little things like that that are effort-based or cracking back on the weak side, grabbing a, a, a rebound, crashing the offensive glass, keeping something alive. Those things right there are big moments in the NBA. So I just felt like they were playing – the scouting report, and I felt like in game two, they were playing like, we're not going to lose this game. We're going to impose our will on this game. He's Brian Scalabrini, Celtics analyst for NBC Sports Boston. Also, you can hear him. I know I hear him in the car all the time. Sirius XM NBA radio host. You can follow him on Twitter, at Scalabrini. Look, Scal, one thing I do know is that they got a head coach who is only 34 years of age. And so some people may say, is he in over his head in his first time leading a team leading the Celtics in the playoffs. What have you seen from Joe Mazzula, especially from the first series and the first two games of this series against the 76ers? All right. I'm, I'm not going to, like, I'm not, I'm going to put you in the spot right here. Please, right? please do, but Scott. You know, I'm ready. And I know you love your Warriors. I know you <laughs> do. But, you know, Steve Kerr's an all time. He didn't go to the Hall of Fame. I can Correct. guarantee you he goes to the Hall of Fame as a coach. You know, their staff did not inform Steph Curry that they didn't have any timeouts. Yeah. That is like a, cat, a catastrophic failure on their part so wait well, look hold on hold on scout you don't want to stop you there like like look steph curry said hey we used a challenge i thought the challenge was a timeout it was a little little gray area there so i'll give whoa, 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 i'll whoa, give whoa, whoa. The, wait 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 hold on <laughs> i'll give the four-time like, champion want, a little like, bit 
Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. No, 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 no. Let me let me just give me give me the give me the floor to explain my. Here we go, like, Scal. You've got the floor. The best of the best. Even the best of the best make mistakes. But every time the best of the best make mistakes, we chalk it up. Ah, it's all right. They had 20 assistant coaches there, and none of them informed them. Okay, what about Mike Budenholzer? Point five. You still have one to burn. They're not going to call that timeout. You're not going to advocate for more time on the clock. You're not going to advocate for. You know, Jimmy Butler pushing off on Pat Connaughton. You're just going to let that go? <laughs> You're just going to let that point five go? So, and Bo- Bruno's won a championship two years ago. Right. My point is, like, even the best of the best make mistakes. When every time Joe Mazzula does something, which all kinds of great coaches do, everyone's like, oh, he's too young. He's not ready for the moment. Uh, so I don't – I'm telling you right now, the guy's good. and He's going to be great. He could be great this year. He's learning on the fly. He's making – mistakes just like anybody makes mistakes in in the playoffs the only guy i could tell you like i, I really don't think has made a mistake is eric spolstra that guy has not made a mistake <laughs> good yeah. the entire playoffs but outside of that like guys are going to do that so i think it's appropriate for any coach in high stress positions to you know like to kind of you know blow a coverage here or not have your team prepared to go against a team without joel mp and but i tell you what from game one to game two you hit all the right buttons we need to be. We need to impose our will in this game. So a lot of and listen, I'm going at you, but really it's a thing up here. <laughs> uh, everyone sits around and says adjustments, adjustments. Right. So I always look at them and say, you know, they and they're all their adjustment is always. I wouldn't play the guy who played bad. Well, you got to tell me that beforehand. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. like anybody can go back and say, oh yeah, he should have played more. He should have played less, but. In the moment, you got to make the decision that you think is best for your team. I think personally, Joe's doing a great job. I think he's getting like kind of a, a bad rep here, and he doesn't handle the outside media very well because he's kind of short to the point, just in gets gets out. And it's fine when you're Bill Belichick and you got ten Super Bowls and all that mm-hmm. stuff, but it's not fine when you're Joe Mazzula and you're <laughs> in your first year. And people in media got to get out of their feelings when they don't like a guy, and then all of a sudden they think he's not very good. You can. You can not like a guy, and he can right. be really good. Or you can love a guy, and that guy could not be very good. It's just the way it goes. I think mean, Joe's doing a great job, and he's getting sort of unfair shake right now with this team. You know, And everyone thinks that this team won the championship last year. They had their ups and downs last year, too, and now they're having some this year. Everyone points to Joe Mazzula. Yeah. No, I understand, Scott. It's okay, man. I'm, I'm, it's okay, really. You know, I, 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 know, I, know, man, I know you're putting you up know, for you your guys. You know guy. how it is when, <laughs> when, when people are a certain way. Like, someone goes back at you on Twitter, now all of a sudden you're mad at the next guy for asking the same question. <laughs> That's kind of what it is right now, right now with my man Joe Mazzula. No, I got it, man. Brian Scalabrini is Celtics analyst for NBC Sports Boston. But, you know, the one thing I can see when in looking – at this series now, if Joel Embiid is able to play in Game Three, what changes for the Celtics' approach? You think uh, for their game plan? Yeah, so it was really interesting. I I thought Doc Rivers really handled that well. A lot of people were saying Embiid shouldn't play. Why are you playing him? You got the. You're not going to win this game anyway. But I looked at that game, and I think Doc Rivers looked at it the same way. Like this is a great game to knock the rust off. Like you're not going to want Embiid to have third days off before he goes and plays and hoists that MVP trophy and all the emotions of that. Like, I thought yesterday was an appropriate way for him to kind of get out there, get his feel back, and I'm expecting MB to be dominant. Like, dudes don't hoist up an MVP trophy and go out there and lay an egg. So I'm expecting a huge game from Embiid. 
And um, I'm also expecting Jason Tatum to bounce back. Only seven points. He's he's uh, scored in double figures in 160 straight games. That's fourth all time in in uh, Celtic history. And last night, just seven points, got in foul trouble, just one field goal. So I saw, I saw something really interesting. PJ Tucker has been stuck to Jason Tatum, but last last night in the third quarter, he switched over to. Uh, to guarding Jalen Brown, who had the hot hand, who really had a, a, a great game, maybe one of the greatest games for, as far as the floor game I've ever seen. So mm-hmm. where I'm expecting stars to really show up, I'm expecting Tatum to be big, and I'm expecting MB to be big, and I'm expecting a hostile environment. So everyone thinks that Celtics have an advantage. You, you kind of got to throw it out when like, the Sixers do have the best player on the floor, even though I believe the Celtics are a better team. He's Brian Scalabrini. He's also a SiriusXM NBA radio host, and you cover the entire league, not just the Celtics. And, you know, it's, it's been this narrative, and I heard you speaking about this the other day, riding around in my car, just kind of what's going on in Memphis. Obviously, Dylan Brooks has seemed to be the scapegoat of a basketball team that underperformed, right? We expected this Grizzlies, Grizzlies team to possibly compete in the conference finals. They didn't make it there. And so everyone's saying it's because of Dylan Brooks and – he poked the bear in LeBron James, and LeBron James basically is going to get him, who's not even on his team, out of the Memphis, out of Memphis. I know you've been around. You've been in the league. You played for 11 seasons. You won championships and all that stuff. Have you seen something like this to where people are kind of scapegoating one person, but yet it's a lot of deficiencies within that team of why they didn't no. perform? No, never. I, I don't like I don't understand why Memphis went down this road. Mm. First of all, let's look at it from Memphis's point of view, right? You could use Dylan Brooks as a sign and trade to get something else if you don't want him back. Right. Let's let's look at it from Dylan Brooks' standpoint. You want your own team to want you so you can get as much money as possible. So I like I don't get it and I don't get who leaked this. Whoever mm. leaked this does not understand in the NBA and free agency. So I don't know who that is. I don't know if that was Memphis, which I doubt that those guys who run a team don't understand it. And I doubt it's his agent. So I don't know. Like, maybe they had an exit interview at Dylan Brooks. And maybe they just told him, like, like, I, like if it came out like this, like, Kirk, if you, if you heard, man, Dylan Brooks wants a bigger role and he wants $25 million next year, you could say, hey, you know what? We ain't paying you $25 million. So right. if that's <laughs> the case, then, you know, like, congratulations. I hope you get paid. I hope you do well. But the way they, they they worded it, or Shams worded it, right? Said, by any like by under no uh, under no circumstances is Dylan Brooks going to be coming back. That's on no circumstances. So if he signed for a minimum deal, you wouldn't sign him back. Like it's that bad. So that just that whole thing is wild. I, and I don't think Memphis is trying to blame Dylan Brooks. I think what's happening. Like this is just my experience with the NBA. Um, I think they got a young player. I think his name is Zaire Williamson. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that's – I could be off by that. He went to Stanford. He played with Bronny at, at high, in high school, and he's yeah. a young up-and-coming player. It might be one of those situations where no matter what happens, Taylor Jenkins is never going to play that young player over Dylan Brooks. So right. for the organization, maybe they're saying, like, you know what, we need to get rid of Dylan Brooks so we can get the – let's say – Let's say uh, Williams has more talent than than Brooks. Then all of a sudden you're like, okay, let's go with him instead of instead of uh, Dylan Brooks. You feel like his ceiling is higher. It might take some time, but we have to do that. And I, 
I don't, I don't know if Danny Ainge did that here. I don't know that. But I know that they had to free up space for Jalen Brown as a young player. Like, so I thought that Jay Crowder was kind of put into the Kyrie Irving trade for that reason. I, and I could be completely off by this, but it kind of looked like to me that they were trying to like open up the door for Jalen Brown to get more time so he could develop into what he is right now. So like, there's a lot of that. I don't think they're trying to blame Dylan Brooks. But it just feels like a weird strategy for both sides to have. And this is, this is unprecedented where you have a guy who's a free agent and, and teams are saying, like, we don't want you back. It, got, it does kind of feel like they're blaming John Moran's situation as Shotgun Willies or the Stephen Adams, Brandon <laughs> Clark injuries or just the Memphis kind of like, you know, they're supposed to be really good. And John Moran saying we're going to – we're not worried about no one in the West. And all of a sudden now, oh, it's still Brooks's fault. So it, Optically, it looks like that, but I think they're trying to open up some space for some younger players to come in and play. Yeah, my guy, Brian Scalabrini, Celtics analyst for NBC Sports Boston. Last one before I get you out of here because you already told everybody uh, my rooting interest for tonight, the Warriors versus Lakers game two. Uh, You surprised at the game one result, or is it kind of the way you thought this series may go back and forth, even with LeBron and AD and this new-look Lakers? Yeah, so here's the, the challenge with that. Like, I didn't know how this was going to unfold. The Warriors, they could beat you 100 different ways. And, maybe, and same thing with the Lakers. But right. here's what I would say, looking forward, right? So forget about looking back. I can tell you what the Warriors need to do. So one, like, Kevon Looney has been excellent, but it allows Anthony Davis to sit in the paint. That's going to be a problem for the Warriors. You saw their points in the paint, only 24. They had to live and die by the three. They could yeah. definitely do that. Here's another one that you, you, it is a necessity and you have to do. Like, you cannot allow LeBron to sit there in the middle of the key and guard and, like, dictate everything. So, so I'm looking at Andrew Wiggins, and he needs to be way more aggressive. Yes, and yes. Even like a Draymond Green, he needs to be more aggressive. If you let LeBron chill defensively and call out coverages, you will lose. I've seen it. I, you don't. <laughs> he doesn't yes. have to be the young athlete that he was back in 2013 for him to call people's coverages out. Right. He's one of the smartest basketball, if not basketball players now, if not ever, as far as he knows everything that everyone's going to do, and he knows it on such a high level. So you got to get LeBron engaged, so Wiggins would be the guy, and you got to get him moving around. Because if you let him stand there, the, the, the Warriors won't win this series. But I think the Warriors know that, and I think Wiggins is going to have to have a huge night tonight and look for maybe a little less Kevon Looney in different situations to try to get Anthony Davis out of the paint. I love Kevon Looney. Love him. But sometimes you need that vertical spacer where you can just drive AD steps up, you throw it up, a guy catches it and dunks it. Kevon Looney is not that guy. And Wiseman was supposed to be that guy. They traded him away. They need that vertical spacer behind them to take that pressure off of you know, guys driving to the basket and getting their shot over you know, the outstretched arms of Anthony Davis. So that's what I'm looking for going forward. I do think the Warriors will win game two, though. I think they will make those right adjustments. Scott, I got smarter today. You know that? You just, you just enlightened me. Why? Why? What happened? You just, you just enlightened me. Now I know I know what to look for tonight when I'm watching the game. You've talked to me off the ledge. It's okay. I'm here in Los Angeles around all these Lakers fans, mm-hmm. and everybody's already trying to go raise the 17th banner. For the Lakers, so I appreciate. It. <laughs> well, well, listen, 
if you're you're banking on Wiggins breaking out of this thing, just because I say it doesn't mean the players <laughs> can do it. Right. They got to do it. You know that, right? But I, I know what I'm going to be looking for tonight, so it's all about Wiggins, man. <laughs> Scal, I appreciate it, man. Great work as always. I look forward to seeing your coverage and also hearing you on NBA radio, man. Appreciate the time, Scal. Kurt, see ya. <laughs> Ryan Scalabrini, Celtics analyst for NBC Sports Boston. Follow him on Twitter at Scalabrini. You feel better, Rockman, about, about all that? Just the way that this Celtics 76ers yeah, series is now any, playing? Anytime you can win by 34 and <laughs> right. Jason Tatum has seven, seven points, yeah. I think you need to feel good. It was kind of what we I was hoping would happen in game one, but hey, it happens. And as I said yesterday, it didn't come back to bite me. I think the Celtics were in a better spot with Embiid on the on the court just because of how rusty he was going to be, and they needed to get him involved. And it kind of the way Al Horford was shooting the three last night, even though Embiid did have five amazing blocks, he was right. kind of all over the glass last night. But just kind of stretched things out a little bit and opened the paint up a little bit more for some of those drives. You know, I felt good. It's what I expected last yeah. night. Now it's a best of five. Best of five with a, a much, I guess, uh, more healed up, more healthy. I would say Joel Embiid. Maybe going I guess you know TJ. You know you didn't want him to play, but yeah. I think it was kind of important for him to get out there and knock some of that rust off. Absolutely. You know I didn't want him to play because I this was the fan more so than the guy just just mm. watching basketball. As the fan, you're like, man, I just don't want to see him get hurt again. But obviously, the right move was to put him on the court, like you said. Get his he hasn't run in 13 days, so right. you know get the lungs working a little bit, knock some of that rust off. But I. I it's weird to me because I watched some sports shows this morning and all year you have these analysts who complain about guys load managing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then this morning I'm hearing a bunch of guys saying, well, he just should have sat. Well, it's like what all you year want? you were mad about guys sitting and yeah. now when the guy legitimately had an injury that we do know of, right. you're like, no, well, we'll sit him. Like, no, like, what, what do you want? You, you, you can't, can't have it both ways, right. right? Like, I don't know. That that was weird to me. But, you know, it was until halftime, it looked like a competitive game. It was. It I was. just and I just don't see Boston making 23s again the next game. Like the third quarter, you guys just, Chris, you guys just balled out. Yeah, it and it was, it was, it started to make my head throb. It was it just got that ugly. Yeah. But, you know, we won. Sixers won one. That's all you really want to do, right? You just want to go in there and kind of take home court. Now it's it's up in the air. It's wide it open. It's best of five going yeah. into Philadelphia. It's going to be raucous, that crowd. I can't wait. Game, what was that? Game three Game on three. Friday. I can't wait to see that matchup as well. Uh, coming up, we got Brockman's top five. You ready? You got your top five Ooh, ready? Top five. Yeah, it's top five. Top, top five what? Top five. Top five. NBA Finals matchup. Ooh, of all that, time? Or for this no, year? that we want to see this year. Ah, gotcha. Ooh, okay. Top five matches we okay. want to see this year. That's a good question. Mm, we still are holding on. People are holding on for Lakers-Celtics, right? Is that a possibility? I guess we'll find oh, out. We'll find out. Coming up <laughs> next here on the Rich Eisen Show. Kirk Borson here filling in for Rich. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs 
costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here on the Rich Eisen Show, Kirk Morrison filling in for Rich. May the 4th, excited about uh, what's yet to come, especially when it comes to the NBA and its Eastern and Western Conference semifinals. I hate saying that. Just, just the second round. How about that? Second round. It's just but like I mean, second technically, round. Technically, it's the semifinals. Yeah, whatever. It's the second round. But the one thing is that we've got our final eight. It's like the elite eight, right? Got college basketball. But with the eight teams that are remaining, there are some matchups that we may want to see. We may be rooting to see. Do we have betting interest to see? There's so much involving the second round as we get closer to the Final Four, and then finally the NBA Finals. So you know what, Brockman, I'm going to let you take it away because I want to know who do we all want to see in the NBA Finals? Mike, hit my music. Let's go. (laughs) All right, theme music. This is just me. TJ, as you always say, this is just what I want. This is just my opinion. Oh, this is your opinion. Okay? Okay, it's all you, baby. You guys can all differ. It's yours. And I'm sure you'll be be real generous and level-headed in the comments. It's all you. But this is what I want to see. My top five NBA Finals matchups. Number five, Lakers-Knicks. Okay, look. Two of the most storied franchises in the NBA. A bunch of titles. The Knicks are finally relevant again. They only made the playoffs what, one time in the last 20-something years. It's good. Basketball, TJ, NBA, it's better when the Knicks are relevant and involved. The Garden's rocking. Yeah. I mean, the back and forth, East Coast, West Coast, that would be a fun yes, NBA Finals. I'm not number, mad at that. Number four, who are the two best big men in the NBA? Joel Embiid. Yep. Embiid. Yep. And, and Jokic. Right Nicola now, Jokic. Yeah, yes. yeah. Number four, Nuggets Sixers. The big, the big man, the battle of the big man. You Let's know, get I love the big, big man back. I think this would be a really fun NBA Finals, especially okay. if we get the James Harden that we saw Game One uh, against Boston, dropping forty-five, looking like Houston Harden. Uh, obviously, the Joker, what he he's been able to do, the back-to-back MVPs, he's second this year. Uh, his supporting cast, Bubble Murray back. I think that would be a really fun NBA final. I like that one. Number okay. three, another kind of fun one. I know they're in an O2 hole right now. But Suns and Sixers, I think this would be really fun because you got a lot of guys on both of these teams that have never won championships. Mm. I know Kevin Durant has come into Phoenix now. 
two-time champ, okay. two-time finals MVP, you know, probably one of the 12 best players of all time. But just that would be a fun uh, kind of star-studded. You got you got Harden against Chris Paul. You got Devin Booker coming out party. Maxi is really coming into his own. And then, of course, you got the big man. You got Embiid. You got Kevin Durant. I think that would be a really fun final. I like that. I like that. Now, the next okay. two guys are just for me. <laughs> yeah, just for me. Okay. okay. Give me the re- number two. Give me the rematch. Yep. Give me Warriors right. Celtics. There we go from last year. Run Celtics back, blow yeah. a two-one lead, or Warriors come back from a two-one. Whatever you want to say, blow a two-one lead because they can't turn the ball over because uh, they're just dumb. But then they got a chance for redemption. You got Steph Curry going for number five. According to Stephen A. Smith, guys, gets him on Mount Rushmore. Oh, yes. LeBron off. Curry on. What is According happening? to Stephen A., okay, you got the Celtics going for Banner 18. You got Tatum and Brown putting all the critics to bed, finally winning a championship. Joe Mazzulla in his first year. How many rookie head coaches has won an NBA title? Not a lot. Not a lot. Yeah. Okay? That would be really fun. And, of course, number one. Get O'Shea Jackson in here. Where's my camera? <laughs> O'Shea, I'm talking to you. This is what we want. We want West Coast. We want Northeast. We want Celtics. We want Lakers. Give it to me. We're going to get there. Are you going to get there? O'Shea, I'm talking to you. You guys have to hold up your end of the bargain. We're going to be there. Okay? Boss is going to be there. The 617 is going to represent. Okay? Are you going to? Is 310 going to make it? Talking to you, O'Shea. Celtics Lakers, that's what I want. Let's go. I like that. Good oh, job. I like it strong. <laughs> the East Coast ain't got love for Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. Hey. 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 Let's go. Well, let it be I known. I want all man. the Wahlbergs. I want Maria Menounos. I want them all. We're going to be courtside. Let's go. Well, let it be Even known. Even me you, Brockman. You want, you want <laughs> Big Poppy out there. Big Poppy, Bob Kraft. Big Mills coming up. He's driving yes. up 95. Even though I know he reps Philly, TJ. But let's go. Um. <laughs> so you, good, you only want to see you, you, he only wants to see the Warriors in one series. I, I'm I, surprised I about that. We've seen the Warriors so many times. How many I'm, times do you guys got to make the finals? It doesn't matter. It's, it's still a good thing. But the thing is, I'm, I'm also looking at matchups, right? I got you. I the know. Warriors don't really match up with any of the other teams. Either. Right. Like Warriors Heat put me to sleep. So I got a couple notes here. So you said number four Nuggets 76ers, 76ers NBA shift, right? The NBA shift in. This world of three pointers and small ball, that will be. Is that a shift in the NBA? Because I always say we we are a like a product of what we see. So if we see the big man coming back, does that mean a shift in the way we look at the NBA? Well, will it's the so big funny. Man come back. You mentioned the big so. man coming back. Embiid won MVP. Obviously, the last three MVPs. Year. He's runner up the last two years to yep. Jokic. However, the Sixers were the best shooting three point team in the NBA this year. Mm. So it's kind of funny that. Also, what did I see the stat last night? They had the leading assist man, yeah, yeah. and the points per game, and the MVP, uh, which hasn't been well, hasn't happened in a really long Since time. Since nineteen, and I'm glad you brought that up, not to jump in, but the last time that happened, that one team had the top point getter and the top assist man was 1981. Was the San Antonio Spurs? Mm. The thing that that but made my ears perk up because the leading assist man in the NBA that year, George Gervin, led the league in points. Leading assist man was Johnny Moore. Yeah. who is from Altoona. Johnny Moore is actually my godbrother. His mother oh, is nice. my godmother. So it was just nice to hear his name being said cool. last night. So, you know, that was a nice little tie-in for, for me there. But, yeah, that was the last time that one team had the top assist getter and the top scorer. 
on the same team. Yeah, Sun 76ers, I could probably do it out. <laughs> I know that, that was just kind of a way to get Kevin Durant in there, and of course Durant you know, already got Chris, his two championships. Chris Paul doesn't. Chris Paul still Harden. doesn't have his. So you could play it like that: Chris Paul against Harden, two of the best yeah. guards of all time. One of them trying to getting a ring. I know. I got you. Know you. I, mean? I appreciate um, it. Honestly, and look, this is I think to your point, just having the Lakers in the finals, I think is good enough. Because you got LeBron, but you got you got AD, you got and then you got people rooting against. You got people rooting against. So you have like two sides of it. But man, I think of all these teams or these games or these finals matchups, man, if it was Lakers Knicks, that would break the internet. Yeah, that Lakers Knicks like that's that would Knicks set wild. TV that's, records because then that, you get because you get think about it you got LeBron going for number five that's yep. a whole other a whole thing, other thing right? right and then the Knicks haven't won a title since like seventy it's <laughs> like fifty years yeah so you got that going I think I'm more and just a celebrity rose we would get that, at each game that would be the I most wrote. ridiculous you wrote you already, that down okay, you already good. know that's what I wrote down celebrity <laughs> row LA and then we saw the New York one over because the weekend it was who wild get, who gets turned away. Because some people are going to get turned away. Uh-huh. Yeah, because there's only so many courtside seats. There's only so many courtside seats, especially in L.A. Because you're not moving Jack. You're not moving nah. Denzel, right? You're not moving. Like, Ari Emanuel's I mean, got that yeah. whole row where, you're, like, you're Larry David people. pops in. Correct. And Dr. Dre was there the other night. Like, you're not moving Mark, people. Well, uh, yeah. Diane Cannon and has York, her seats where right. she's, by the way, who I don't think she's ever missed a game, she's ever. Never. She's, like, right. behind the basket. So you know? Sp- Spike ain't moving. We know that no, in New Spike York. Ben, Chris Rock, ben Stiller ain't moving. Ben Stiller, who else? I'll sell my tickets. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out who ain't moved because it's some people who will well, get you shut know, out. You know Leo's going to show up. Oh, yeah. He was there last week. Does Jack, go, does Jack show up tomorrow? Yeah, he's yeah, got yeah, yeah, Or yeah. Saturday, Saturday night? Saturday, Saturday night. night. Oh, yeah, he'll, he'll right, be there. Saturday night yeah. might be the biggest Lakers home game in years. Years. I've always said that you cannot <sighs> – it's all the people with the one name recognition. Yep. One name recognition <laughs> gets you gets you into the court oh, side, we're right? We're going to see Jay-Z and Beyonce on Saturday oh, yeah. night for sure. Jay, Bay, Denzel, <laughs> right? Jack, Leo, Jack, Jack. Dre, Leo, yep. Spike. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just thinking about if we have Lakers Knicks like like who who will be the people that can't you got to be one name. You I mean, got, I'll, one I'll name. due respect to our buddy Tur. I don't think Jerry Ferrara is getting that those courtside wow. seats like he got the other night with Aaron Rodgers. Maybe Turtle, but not Jerry Ferrara. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can we get Henrik Lundqvist some love? The guy on the right, exactly. Like, people don't know him. Only one of the greatest goalies in Ranger history. <laughs> yeah, I like with that. With Sauce Gardner and Aaron Rodgers. Also, why is it Garrett Wilson getting the call to go courtside? Aaron Rodgers is there with Brees Hall. With Sauce Gardner. With Where's Lazard. Garrett Wilson? With Lazard, Lazard was there the other the night. night. Yep. No Garrett Wilson. And now the Randall Cobb's coming in. Garrett just keep getting pushed off to the side. Well, you know, see, I'm glad that you brought that up because we're talking about courtside. And I saw this yesterday, right, because there were availability for the New York Jets. Obviously, everybody wants to talk Jets. And so I had to – I had, you ever have those moments where you just feel old? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Sometimes you, you get out of the much. bed and all of a sudden them knees ain't working like they used to. My knees ain't kneeing. Like me me trying to. to understand TikTok right. makes me feel old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got you. Um, but when you get a chance to talk or you listen to the young players that are entering the National Football League, the younger generation of players, you really start to feel old. And I was, I think this was yesterday. 
Ahmad Sauce Gardner. I call him Ahmad Sauce Gardner because his head coach at Cincinnati when he was there, Luke Fickle, I always ask him, hey, you know, tell me about Sauce. Who's, you mean Ahmad? So he still calls him Ahmad Sauce Gardner. <laughs> New York people will call him Sauce Gardner, Man, but Sauce Gardner was sauce. available to the media and he talked about his trip to the garden, but it was a little different because he went with Aaron Rodgers. Here's a little sauce. I got to meet I got I got to meet a, a few a few uh, movie stars. I got to meet Chris Rock. Um, who else? <laughs> Dave Chappelle, Tracy Morgan. Mm. Who else did I meet? I met quite a few people. But when we were getting seated, he was just, he was just picking on me a little bit for being young, you know. Like we was getting seated, and he was like, "Oh, we're about to sit by um, what's her name." We're about to sit by Jessica Alba, and I'm just like, oh, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, I don't know who that is. And he just looked at me. He looked at me like I'm crazy. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it was just great just being able to sit sit over there, and I got to I got to meet her and um, one of her friends who was from Detroit, actually. You know, it was great vibes. But that whole night, he would just keep asking me out of nowhere. He's like, do you know who that person is? And I'm like, Bro, that's Amari Stoudemire. I know who that is. Like, now you're just picking on me at this point. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> that and is funny. And here's the deal. Yes. We cannot shame Sauce for this. No. Okay? Sauce is 22 years old. Correct. Jessica Alba looks great. She's from our generation. Yes, She's she is. in her 40s. Okay? Correct. Mm-hmm. Like, so we can't really hate on Sauce for not knowing who Jessica he didn't grow up watching Dark Angel. He never saw Into the Blue. Okay, like yes. you know what I'm saying? It, well, good luck, Chuck. Wasn't she in that movie with James Bond? Like we, we can't hate on Sauce for this. So Sauce gets a pass. Sauce has never seen Idle Hands. I promise. Sauce gets a pass. Okay? Never seen Idle. He doesn't Hands. know. And I saw Kyle Brandt did a big thing on this this morning, yeah. and he was talking about like what other star mm-hmm. from the 2000s like should Sauce know? He shouldn't know any of them. He wasn't born. Mm. All right, so he gets a pass for me. Yeah, he probably would know the like the fan was it Fast Fast and Furious because they just keep on going. Yeah, just, I mean they right? just keep making. They're on their third generation, generation of films now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the one that just like keeps on going like, and going. Sauce going. was watching Disney Channel in '05 <laughs> when we were watching all these. Yeah, shows. Sauce wasn't watching <laughs> Sin oh, City when we were. Okay, I gotta give you a little exactly. sauce, right? A little sauce uh, on Twitter. He had to respond to all the comments. To be clear. I've seen Jessica Alba in movies before, but I never looked on Google to see what her real name is. <laughs> so look, he clarified a lot That's there fine. because I am guilty of this. Yep. I am guilty of this. Of what? Of seeing not, actors. Not knowing Jessica Alba? But no, no. <laughs> not knowing actors' real name. Yeah. Like, oh, that's dude from, um, from, um, well, 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 you know, the movie. Yeah. And that's like, always that's the, it that's right the there. Guy. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's the dude, you know, he that's played boy uh, from what's a, yeah. You know, from, uh, New yeah. Jack City. What's yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you know, you know, the guy. <laughs> you know, the man. The a man. Like, how many movies do we do that? You know what I mean? Like, like oh. And that's why I call that guys. There are that guys in movies and that girl. Like, oh, man. Oh, he was in that one. And yeah. We've all done it. I'm no shame that. on Sauce. I do that a lot. I do yeah. that a lot. So, I mean, look, Sauce had no idea that Jessica Alba was Sue Storm in the Fantastic Four. No, he didn't, he know. didn't know that. Exactly. He's, He's heard the name movies. before. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah. But I think even bigger, though, is like you do have to probably walk around with a name tag on, right? If you're like for, for Sauce so people can know him. 
Oh, or yeah, he has to sure. know, like, okay, this well, no, is Sauce who's got seated. that chain that says yeah, Sauce yeah, on it. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, he got his he own name. He literally has yeah. a drip he chain does have with a chain. Sauce I, on it. <laughs> yeah, I digress. I forgot about that Sauce. Yeah, he's a defensive rookie of the year, by the way. Um, <laughs> Plus, he, Sauce is busy. You know, he's, he's holding his own crap. Himself. You know, he's holding his crap. But walking around with Aaron Rodgers, though, that is, that's pretty cool, though. Yeah. Cool. You know, Aaron Rodgers now, look. It's a little bit different than going to a Milwaukee Bucks game, right? For Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I know he's got equity. What is he got? A little uh, yeah. ownership. A little stake. Yeah, a little stake in, in the Bucks. I don't even know, besides Mallory Eaton's, who sits courtside for, for the it's Bucks. It's literally game. just them two. It's just them two. And David Bakhtiari. <laughs> Bakhtiari. Yeah. Yeah. Ch- I think he's beers. in the second row. Chugging beers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Robin Yount. Is he just- Robin Young, <laughs> Paul Molitor, <laughs> Paul Molitor, yeah. Paul Molitor. <laughs> doesn't want any of this. Is Christian Yelich <laughs> still with the? Yelich is still on the roof. <laughs> yeah, Corbin Burt, like, what are we oh doing? Oh my god! Oh, how did I even come up with Rob? I don't even know, man. That's good. That's a good pull right That's there. A good pull. Oh, appreciate That's that. Good. Appreciate That's that. Good. Rob Deer, oh. Bob Deer, <laughs> doesn't want any of this. <laughs> No oh, man. Oh, okay. Oh. Brewers. oh man. So that's that's when the brew crew. Bob Euchre. Bob Euchre. He's still yeah. calling games. I think, that's right? when that 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 the mitt that hat that was that was like they have one of the all time best baseball hats. Always. You can still wear it to this day. Oh, it looks the ball, the mitt with the ball. The Orioles have a great hat. There's like, some old school yeah. hats I've been seeing, and I'm like, dude, I love that hat. The old dude. Mariner M. Oh, with Mariner. The yes. Spikes on it. Yeah. We need those. Yeah, those are we need those. Um, Lamar Jackson, by the way, signed his contract. With the Baltimore Ravens, he is now yeah. the highest-paid player in NFL history. It is signed, sealed, delivered, and guess what? We finally heard from Lamar Jackson, and not through social media. He actually talked to the media. We'll give you a couple sounds of Lamar Jackson and his uh, introductory press conference as the highest-paid player in the NFL. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle. O O O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, Kirk Morrison here filling in for Rich, man. It was a um, nice little uh, top five we had uh, by Brockman in the last segment. 
Uh, I just kind of disagree. I wish my Warriors were in a lot more of uh, those top five <laughs> matchups. You guys but, have had but, your time. I know. Yeah. I get it. I but you're, get it. That's just speaking from your heart. I don't speak it from my heart. I, I get it. But I do want to see some uh, new matchups, new blood. Uh, I just want for me. I just like watching who's going to be on. You know, celebrity row. You know, <laughs> celebrity row. No who's going to be? Because I know a guy who probably doesn't necessarily frequent a lot of games, but um, when you're the highest paid player in the National Football League history, you can start walking through. And he's also, right now, is he not the most famous one named Lamar? I mean, think about it. If I say Lamar, who do you think of first now in terms of sports world, even just the movies, entertainment? If I say Lamar, who do you think of first? Yeah, it's just Jackson. Jackson, right? Is that it? You could, yeah, because you can't even go LeVar. LeVar is for Burton. So yeah, you can't different. go Lamar. Is he the most famous Lamar right now? Well, it used to be Lamar. It used to be Lamar Latrell for a while <laughs> from Revenge of the Nerds, and then That's that. Yeah. You know. Lamar, no, so, Lamar is ball. Lavar, ball. ball. All right, all right. And the original Lamar was Odom. Oh, mm-hmm. that in L.A. Hey, you better put some respect on Lamar Hoyt's name, though. You know, for oh, he so used to be a Lamar Jackson the is the most famous Lamar then right now. Right, right now, right now, yeah. now I think Lamar. He's hot. If I say, yeah. hey, hey, you know, like you know, like one of the uh, the hosts in, in Vegas, and they come up, hey man, I got Lamar with me. We, we all should know who that is, right? Yeah, Family Feud. They go famous Lamars. There's going to be ninety with Jackson. <laughs> yeah, <I think laughs> you know, right. well, right. Lamar Jackson, the most famous Lamar. Uh, was introduced to the media after signing the biggest contract in NFL history. Um, just want to just hear a little bit of sound because we haven't heard from Lamar outside of his social media. So finally, here's Lamar Jackson kind of talking about the process of talking to other teams. I really didn't care for other teams, really. I just really wanted to get something done here. <laughs> I wanted to be here. It was like, man, okay, other teams cool, but I want to be a Raven, like, I said, I said some 2018, you know, I think it was April 26th, if I'm not mistaken. And I meant that, you know, I'm standing on that until I get it done. So I really wanted to get this done before anything, before I even want to, before my time up and branch off somewhere else, you know, I really want to finish my career here and win the Super Bowl here. Yeah, Lamar. I like Lamar, man. He, cool. he, he, he's, 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 he is who he is, meaning that he's a loyal guy. His teammates love him. The organization loves him. This was just a negotiation between a player and a and, and an organiz- and, and a general manager and owner that they were going down this route. Yeah. We had never seen this was unprecedented. Had a lot of people caught up in their feelings that oh, had no reason to be yeah. caught up in their had nothing to do with them. I was never upset. I just wanted to get done. I think that you needed a template for the contract. When Jalen Hurts got his contract, that was the template. That was what needed to happen. That's when I was like, okay, there it is now. We can finally relax. They can get a deal done. Mm-hmm. It was so hard because there was no precedented contract to really work off of. Yeah. What were you going to work off of? You can't work off the Mahomes deal because that deal was kind of old. You can't work off the Rodgers deal because he's in a different point in his career. You're working off a deal for a guy who's not – we can all agree, is Lamar Jackson not even in his prime yet? I mean, he's, what, five years in? Is he – Almost that he's entering his prime. Yeah, he should be entering yeah. his prime. He's 26. 26? So he, I'm saying the prime he was super years. young when he entered the NFL. Correct. Uh, you know, we played that Joe Burrow clip. Joe Burrow was still in college, and Lamar was in the NFL and still younger than Joe Burrow. So, yeah, he should be entering the late, late 20s, early 30s for a quarterback is your prime. Because I'm looking at what the Denver Broncos gave Russell Wilson last year. 
And I'm saying, you gave Russell that, and I got a young thoroughbred over here in Lamar. Uh, that has to be his contract has to outlast that. He, it has to be better than that. So uh, a little more Lamar because look, teams were I guess weren't really accepting of trying to give up two first round picks for Lamar. So, so reporter asked Lamar about that about flirting with other teams. Here's Lamar. Oh, and also recruiting. Yeah, I've Beckham. seen uh, Odell Beckham was you know recovered from his injury and stuff like that, and you know he reached out to me. I'm like, and you think about coming to us, you know, like, cause I'm still part of the Ravens. Like, I wasn't saying like, no, nah, I don't want to go there. Like, that's not my team, you know. It was, I'm like, I was hyped about it, you know. I got Rashard, I got Duve, I got Mark, Likely, I got all these guys, and then a new addition like him, like, you know, with his um, resume is like, yeah, we can, you know, we can improve our receiver room and we can go somewhere. So I was definitely like hyped about that. <laughs> I always love that. You go by everybody's nickname. We got Dude, we got Likely, we got OBJ, we got Shot, we got MA. <laughs> so you're like, okay, now you got to go through the checklist of who all these players were. <laughs> yeah. uh, Lamar sporting a new dude where he, he didn't get the braids done. Okay, up, he just took them out. He just took the braids yeah. out. He got the little crinkle look going on. It's a little Lamar. That's where the waves come. I, uh, yeah, I like that for Lamar, man. But look, the deal is done, the story is now over with. And now I look at the Baltimore Ravens as a true competitor, a true team that we have to look at, especially with the addition of Zay Flowers. We talked about OBJ already. The Ravens are one of those teams. I talked about it earlier in Kirk's top 10 of the AFC. Baltimore sits at four. Would we be surprised if Lamar finds his way into an AFC championship? I'm not. They got better defensively, I think, with what they did in the draft. Roquan Smith signs a big deal. They got Trenton Simpson. I'm just talking about linebackers. All right? They got some corners as well. I saw Rock Yassin also sign with the Baltimore Ravens as well. So they're bringing in some pieces that can get them, I think, to a conference championship at least. And then all of a sudden, if they're playing in a Super Bowl, man. Woo, do, you think, do you think Lamar's got to win one in this contract? Whew, that's a good question. That's a good question. I think he's got to make one. Make one. 